David, how perfect is it that we have green juice and brown oh, yeah, liquor? We got all the colors. I don't want to mess up the good people's um, table. <laughs> actually, I'm going to drink a little bit of green juice before I drink the brown liquor. Um, welcome to Humanize, guys. This is this episode is happening on the heels of a day. A day. A day that tried to kill us but failed. The Lord. devil is busy. The devil is booked. Okay. And busy. But as Kiki Palmer said... I'm busier. Ooh. I thought you were going to say, I don't know this man. I feel sorry for this No, no, man. no, no, no. There's a song that I found recently that I should say because as a, 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 a grown man. Don't play man, it. We'll get a copyright strike. I'm not going to play it. I'm just going <laughs> to. Take me to the king. No, that's not it. Where and Why can't I find it now? Um, but it's, I think it's by the Young Famous Twins. Is that the name of the? Um, How does the song go? This is karaoke time. I can't, I can't, that is not my ministry. Really? I am talented in a lot of you ways. You have no pores, so you kind of look like I, a singer. No. <laughs> if I could sing, I would have no friends. Oh, yeah, it, you'd be one of those. Be, I would be that, yes. Mm -hmm. So the song is called, can we cuss on this? this yeah. Place? It's called Hood Bitch. Oh. And the remix is by Famous Twins, and the remix has Kiki Palmer on it. And in the first uh, four bars, she's talking about uh, the devil being busy, but her being busier. Ooh. And um, she also goes on to talk about her mom having her back and her family, and, and she Hood carrying her bitch. family. Featuring Kiki Palmer. Thinking Kiki Palmer. Kiki goes off. I oh, mean. Kiki, I'm so proud of how she's growing up because it could have gone differently. Yes, yes, and, yes. And that's all I'm going to say about that. of child actors, very much so. Shout out to all the, the child actors who were able to blossom in spite of. Mm. And yes, Blossom. Oh, right. I'm wearing the Blossom hat. Yes. Whoa. Oh, wait. Uh, Michael, is this the camera I should be looking at for those who are seeing us on video? Perfect. I think this is the perfect time to play the intro music. Welcome to Humanize, guys. <laughs> and I love how David is already dancing to the music. All right, so David Johns is here with us. He is the executive director of the Nas National Black Justice Coalition. He is uh, rainbow royalty. I actually <laughs> was going to wear my rainbow colored cardigan to celebrate you, but so it's you know August in LA. That too. But I did see someone at the beach today, Santa Monica, who had a full on uh -uh. sweater. It wasn't Coogee, but it was mm -mm. Coogee like mm -mm. and leggings. And I was I wanted to ask her if she was OK, but that I sounds to like fashion business. Nova. Coogee like plus Ooh, leggings is a fashion Nova partner. And That's fine. Sis. Get your hustle. She's probably an influencer. And um, I want to apologize, first of all, to those who listened to the last episode. Um, I have something called the Spanish tongue. So when I get drunk, because yes, I was drunk on my own show last last week, um, I speak with the Spanish tongue. So my friend DJ Damage from Hollywood Unlocked mm -hmm, mm -hmm. listened to the episode and he said I sound like Twister. Ha! Huh. That's yeah. not a bad thing. <laughs> Twister, I mean, Twister Innovator. Twister I Innovator. Like, I actually could so, use a Twister album in this moment. Yeah, I could too, but I'm trying not to sound like Twister right now. So I will not drink Did you say Twister? See? You gotta see. I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> Twister. Um, Twister. I'm trying not to drink Hard the brown egg. liquor early. I started with the green juice first. No, is this what you were talking about on the last yes. episode? Yeah, I would have said, I'm glad this is here. It mm -hmm. crawled inside my stomach Single and it hugged select. me. Okay. So, so this episode... Did they send you a, a, case, a case of this yet? No, but they okay. should. Sponsors, should. please. Please, uh, I want some 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 sponsorship because yes. clearly I'm drinking your product. Yes. Oh, I just realized that I didn't charge my phone, Lord. So this episode, my phone's probably gonna die before I the episode's over. 
I love how prepared you are. Listen, noobs are always prepared, especially when they've been educated. Shout out to the noobs for always being prepared because noobs. this designer bag that that you keep on pu pulling things out of. <laughs> so it's really that it's really that I was a Capitol Hill staffer. When you are a staffer on Capitol Hill and there's a principal involved, you know how to carry stuff. If you if you I got Nia Sport in here. You, you made got, me like, feel like I'm not like I'm usually the mother. Like you have outparented me and I kind of love you for that. Okay. So before first to get started, I want to start with thank you for this charger because I'm course. probably gonna need it at some point. Lamar, if you could see an extension cord of some court for this to 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 reach, let me know. I think that's where we're um going. so the first thing we're gonna start off with is hot topics. Okay. Let's get into it. And I'm on forty three percent, y'all. What is that? Like two hours? We could do it. If you're not doing anything else on the phone, it might be an hour. <laughs> if this episode is 45 minutes long, it's because my phone died, guys, okay? All right, so the first hot topic I want to talk to you about, because the topic in general that we're going to get into is going to be so sexy, I want to have a little yeah, foreplay and make, make people wait for it. Okay. Yeah, wait for it, I'm guys. I'm here for this. I'm here for foreplay. Yes. So, Shikari, ah. how do we feel about people telling this Olympian mm -hmm. who didn't get to go to the Olympics... Mm -hmm. This young black woman who lost her mother mm -hmm. five minutes before mm -hmm. winning. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about people telling her that she should be humbled? And mm -hmm. I'm going to preface this by saying, for those who keep saying for headlines, she came in last place. The person who came in first place did it at 10 seconds. She did it in 11. She she was there. Yeah. Let's start that. She Let's, was there. Let, she was there. She lost by one second. She played. So y'all talking real crazy <laughs> for one second. She lost by, like, literally, the difference uh, between first and last was one second. And the person that won is the second fastest woman to have won, run that race in the history, in history of, of mankind. Red. Shout out to Flojo. So I just want us yeah. to realize that for you to be a failure at that level, you're still a winner. Not even a failure. Again, she... He, Agreed. So, um, Shikari, much like Brother West, is complicated. Yes. I'm, I'm still not over some of the things that she tweeted about Brother Lil Nas X, Montero yes. Lamont Hill. That being said, what she said when she was asked by reporters about her performance is true, which is, I'm here. Yep. The best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Pull up a chair and keep watching. And I, what is not lost on me, I think, or I, I think in three is no surprise, is one, that the same attitude that people celebrated when she won her qualifying race for the Olympics yep. that was then demonstrated when she did not win this race is what people are frustrated by. Yeah. Right? Like. We turned on her for being consistent. She's She's being consistent. It, it is you who are being inconsistent. The but you know what, though? They're saying, well, if you lose, you're not allowed to have that attitude. Again, she was there. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't even want to use the word lose in this context. She didn't place. She yeah. didn't get she didn't get a medal. Right. She is the sixth fastest woman running now. Like, that's major. And has done things on the track that most people in particular, the people writing about her on Twitter or in verifiable news outlets mm -hmm. will never fucking be able to do. You know what's crazy to me? And I just thought about this. If you looked at the six of them, I'm not sure if there was a, like a, a random white person in there, but I think they were all black or mostly I, I black. Believe, yeah, the vast majority of them, if not all. From off the top of my head, at least three out of the six were black, if not all six, right? Yeah, and 
I feel like we're acting as if you're not allowed to clap for more than one black woman at you're a time. You're not. So that's the thing that vexed me, which is seeing the reporters engage with mm-hmm. both. Um, is it Sherilyn? Um, I should know her yeah, name. Our Jamaican sister who is the, the first fastest person, human right, right now. Um, uh-huh. I blank and I, I will look it up. Um, I think it's Shelly Ann. Um, that sounds very Jamaican. Shelly, so right? Like, <laughs> I grew up with a Jamaican Shelly Ann. Shout out to you, sis. Right. Uh, but we'll get it right. But 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 when people asked her, uh, it, it it, it wasn't about her win in that moment. It was about how she felt about Shikari. Mm-hmm. Losing or placing sixth. Yeah. Right. Placing sixth uh, because words matter. We got to mm-hmm. name a thing, a thing, beloved. And she refused to answer. But again, I think about like how fucking frustrating. I just I I just I bested a record. Right. A world record. And you want to and you want to ask down me, another black woman on my time. That part. And and. and that there is not space enough for all of them to mm-hmm. be beautiful and brilliant and fast as fuck is a manifestation of white supremacy. You know what's so interesting to me is that we applauded her for having orange hair and nails and just being... Not all of us either. Let's well, be clear. Yes. But those of us who were making the memes and turning this into a moment for headlines and clicks and and ratings and advertisers right. double-clicked on her how she was present like her presentation... And I always feel like sometimes when they do that, they're doing it as like a caricature more than sincerely celebrating you. Because once somebody in that caricature that you've created doesn't win in a way or doesn't act in a way that you like or annoys you, yeah. suddenly you start downing them for the same thing. So she was completely a maverick when she won, but yeah. now she's a hood rat right. who needs to be humble. Now she's lost. Well, she was all those things in the the first go round. She just the way won, that so it. she got grace, right? Yeah. Like the, 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 the consequence of us living public lives is that the moment where we disappoint somebody and, and with regard to their expectations about us, then all of the things that we were before that moment go out of the window. Oh, I hate it. This, the last episode was Take the L, Sis, where we talked mm-hmm. about how mm-hmm. black women have been, um, we've been wronged. And because we've been wronged, we're now sometimes harder to hold accountable because the world owes us a little bit. And by a little bit, a I mean lot. a lot of it, all right? Of it. yeah. However, I'm happy we're having Ooh, this conversation. Good. Isn't that good? Can we toast? We, sorry. Cheers. You guys, you see how I'm focused until it's the brown that liquor? Was it. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's toast yeah, to good. quality. Sip. Ooh. Oh. Oh, that's as good as... Oaky. This is delightful. Mm-hmm. This might be the... Sp- I'm going to manifest it's going to yeah, be the sponsor yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me Mr. Jack and Mr. Daniel. Um, no, we got to get Uncle Nearest, black sponsor. Yes. Yes. If somebody is Uncle as Nearest. smooth as this... This unsponsored, I'm gonna turn the bottle around. You can't see it. <laughs> if somebody's as smooth as this brand that's not paying right. me, yeah, please holler at Uncle me. Nearest. Ooh, is it hugging you yet? It is because right. my esophagus has a has a boyfriend yeah, now. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm here for it. All right, so you know what? I was gonna say something about Shikari and how the world got us fucked up, but the the brown liquor has put me in a happier space. So okay. we're gonna pivot. Okay, let's. I pivot. believe in the power mm, of the boom, pivot. Mm, so boom. I feel like you and I both agree Heisman. that feeling the need to humble black women who like themselves is ridiculous. It is. Agreed. Yep. And if you don't yeah, agree, this stop. is probably not the show for you because you're going to get your feelings hurt. Period. The next thing is a little bit lighter, but maybe not. It might be the end of days. Okay. Self-driving Teslas and the robots that Elon and them are working on. How do we feel about robots and self-driving cars? So I'm still stuck on Whitey's on the moon or <laughs> the outer layers of the atmosphere. Like, I, I, there's not a week that goes by where I don't think about Brother Gil Sky Heron. Singing about Whitey on the moon while we lived 
through a pair of T-Pro V. Yeah, Nostradamus. He, he, I, like, he was a, a seer. Uh, so that there's that. Um, and it's also hard for me to think about this story without imagining oh, all of the Black Mirror uh, implications Thank of you. robots doing something that robots don't need to be doing in this moment. They can chase people now. What do you... What, here's my question. What are you doing when you need to self-drive a car? Look, as somebody who's saving up for one... Get a chauffeur! <laughs> Get a chauffeur! I'm saving up for something. Why? Because I don't drive. Get but, a chauffeur! But you gotta pay for manpower and, you know, have, like, be, you know, have their rights. Robots don't have rights, although they might in about 30 years when they have a union. Then but, there's that. <laughs> and you go, you gonna pay at some point. You gonna pay on the front end, you gonna pay on the back end. At some I point, you gonna pay. I want a self-driving Tesla... I told Lamar that I would pay him to watch the car for me. Lamar, how do you feel about watching my Tesla for me? His words were, <laughs> said, I ain't doing it. I ain't going to do it. Yeah. I ain't going to do it. We've been arguing about him writing this Tesla that I, I can't it afford It does sound yet. like an argument. It sounds like he said, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? If, you, if you're getting paid an hourly rate to watch the Tesla, how is that different from any other task? Watch or wash? No, watch it. Like, Why does he... Watch it. Make sure that it doesn't drive wrong. <laughs> I just him want in the front if seat. If you purchase a vehicle and you are concerned about the vehicle driving itself away, then you should not purchase that vehicle. So we don't like robots. I thought as a black person, robots just feel like they're going to be programmed. Because you know they've already said that anything that has facial recognition... Right has an inherent racism in it because they tend because to... Because the algorithms. Yeah, the, the algorithms are racist. Yeah, 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 so if y'all yeah. can't even get a scanner right... Not the right, algorithms are racist. The individuals The programmers who, program who make the, the algorithms, algorithms are racist. Right. So if the current robot-ish... If Alexa is racist and Siri's racist, how... And this robot was dressed all in white chrome. It felt like... KKK version 3.0. Okay. And it was running after black blocks. I felt like one of those like really super conspiracy theorists. Like this feels like they running after us. Like I got very nervous about the robot. Uh, it's a fast white robot chasing over black blocks. That uh, that felt like a warning shot to me. So, But I believe in science and we want more black people in STEM. So how do we reconcile our fear versus Here's honestly STEM? what I'm struggling with in this moment. Which I'm gonna drink as you talk. <laughs> Some of the smartest black and brown people I know mm -hmm. are expending their time, talent, and treasures trying to get the police and other systems from killing us. Yeah. While privileged white people get to build robotic fucking cars. That's true. Damn, there goes my Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel guilty now. I was so excited. If you want to get it, listen, I, I, I think that uh, black folks in particular deserve joy in whatever form it manifests. So if that's what you really want for it, you should get it. Somebody did mention, though, that all that money that they have, they're using it during a pandemic. They're using it to play with this stuff rather than being a little bit more altruistic. And while I don't like counting people's money, those who say once you hit a billion, like, bro, come on. You know what I mean? So I, uh, but I don't really, that doesn't make sense to me in a world where like you become a billionaire by being a capitalist and ooh, speak on it and, and, and to expect a capitalist to be philanthropic. Don't they love to say that shit? Uh, when it benefits them. True. Which is True. why the tax code exists in the way in which it does. But you're not talking yeah. about philanthropic. You're talking about something beyond being magnanimous. You're talking about like being a social justice advocate or like yeah. somebody who cares about equity. Like, that don't that don't go with capitalism. It's it's in fact the exact opposite. Well, I think Amazon had a commercial um, that said that they were going to be have like be carbon free or have like a zero footprint um, right, in the with environment. All fleet and everything. Yeah, by like twenty forty. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, when I'm sixty something, 
Let's see if y'all lied. I'm yeah, not holding my also, breath. Also, how about you pay people a living wage now and speak on allow it? Allow them to not exist in what feels like slave-like conditions where they are peeing on themselves or in bottles or like robots. Wait a minute. I think we're connecting dots here. Mm -hmm. Amazon gets in trouble for treating people like robots, and now Jeff and them. Are trying to figure out how I'm to, trying to remove figure out, the prop, remove that. You know what? Let's but that's stop what they here. Do, but that's, what, that's, what, that's what white supremacists do. This is starting to feel very black mirrors. That's what, that's what white supremacists do. Let me find somebody else to do the labor. And then when there are, there are rules that acknowledge that we should respect people's humanity, let me then shift the rules such that I can still find a way to make my money. It might be the weed the that we that I had at my house talking, <laughs> but I have an epiphany right now. Yes, yeah, guys. Let's go. This let's is a go. 420 friendly space let's because go. anti 420 rules are steeped in, you know, anti-blackness. But that. I was worried the robots were being made to chase niggas. But what if the robots Replace are them. the niggas? They're replacing, replacing us. Them. Oh my God. Okay, you know what? Let's go to something lighter. I thought this was not see no, uh -uh. robots was supposed to be a light topic, <laughs> and here you have us. All right. Let's talk to somebody else who might be exploiting. How do we feel about OnlyFans ah, yes. banning sex work as of October 1st to attract MasterCard and other major corporate sponsors with proprietary So rules? I didn't know about the platform before people talked about sex workers on the platform. I thought it was only for sex work. That too. So I'm confused. I was, <laughs> McDonald's was so <laughs> I was today years old when, or yesterday when, when that happened. Yeah. And so... Um, much like, what was it? Um, it's not Tinder. Uh, Tumblr? Jack. I'm going to say Jack. T yeah, sorry. No, we, sorry. Can, we can talk I, about that too. I, I got too many but gay no, friends. Uh, uh, Tumblr that yes. banned sexually explicit or graphic And content, we all left. Right? So the question is like, what's the market strategy? And like, who are you going to go for? I also uh, heard recently that Medina... Um, what's the sister's name in New York? Wendy Williams Bestie. Medina oh, yes. has a platform. Uh -huh. that she's launched that is supposed to be a welcoming space for sex workers that are that oh, will not be displaced. I love that because and, I'm, I'm worried about them being displaced and doing having to do a lot less safe things to make yep, a living. I th that's always our concern. Yeah, it should very me. much be. But I, I'm so I'm excited about Medina um, providing a space that to me feels very much like Isaac Hayes III and what he did oh. to rival Clubhouse. Can I just tell you that you are just a plethora of fun facts and just social justice advocacy. <laughs> no, seriously, to me, you are gay royalty. I, I love that we have gotten cool because I've always admired you and how consistent you are. I appreciate that. I actually admire consistency more than niceness. We had a conversation about yeah, this, how yeah. people can be nice and fake. Yeah. It's the person who's consistent, yeah. who even when they get on your nerves, you got to respect it. That's it. I have a theory, and tell me if you agree with this. I think respect is just an objective form of love. Respect is an when, when you're respecting you someone, you're objectively showing them love whether you personally know them or not. Because I feel like there's something ah, about okay. respect yeah. that's steeped in love, but objectively. So yeah. I don't have to personally attach to you yeah. to, to show love to through respect. That. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. So, okay, I, I feel like you're someone who commands respect whether you hurt people's feelings or not because the ah. truth is going to hurt. <laughs> You've hurt a lot of people's feelings. Okay? I have. You yes. have <laughs> something else yes. we have in common. Yes, I have. We have hurt a lot of people's feelings. Yeah. And I also um, was thinking about the only thing and I wanted to get your opinion on this I did I was a phone sex operator for two years okay girl six let's go and I made a lot of money I'm sure I made oh it's a skill but now the problem is I talk and that's what she says a lot 
Like sometimes. Uh, yeah, this is what the euphemisms with. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh wait, it. you and Lamar have discussed me? No, I listened to the. I listened to your <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, 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 well, you're, oh, yes, you listen. Yes, so I've been warned that I talk, and that's what she says a lot. But I think it's an occupational hazard. Uh, where done that job. my rent was based on my ability yeah. to slip it in wherever I can. Yeah. And now I can't stop slipping it in. See, listen, I, just, I just did it again. You did. That's, that's what she said. That's what uh -huh. she said. <laughs> so my thing is, and Damage and Jason told me that makes me a former sex worker. It's Phone sex, sex work? It is a form of sex work. Yeah. I'm a former sex worker? You are whatever you decide you are, I'm today years old. <laughs> I've been talking about sex workers as an other. Yeah. I might be. How about that? You Which is what? also consistent with the way that you show up in the world being encompassing of... <laughs> Diverse experience. I just be looking out for people and I find out that I am people. How, you, how about that? How about I was, that? I was a gay advocate <laughs> for about five years before I ever realized I might not be completely See? straight. So See? We're, trying, we're trying to heal ourselves. So See? we both agree that OnlyFans using sex workers to popularize their site and then leaving them and throwing them under the bus the minute that they're popping and need money is messed up. Not only is it, it, it is, uh, it, it is bad business sense. That math ain't math ain't, yeah. right? Like, I, so uh, again, I, I think what I'm struggling with is acknowledging we used to have these conversations on Clubhouse, like back in its heyday, right? Right. Um, or at least for me, back in its heyday, where if, if it were not for the culture, us, our community in that space, it would it would not That's be what true. it was. The same is true for sex workers. On OnlyFans, right? So yeah, that's true. I have questions about like, what's the market strategy? Have you already, do you have these sponsors committed and th this is one of their conditions? Well, this is October 1st. That seems very finite. If you're giving out dates and Yeah, whatnot. so let's, let's, let's hope that their business strategy is one that allows them to be viable beyond whatever contract that they've signed that have, that's compelled them to go in this It makes me mad because I, I have a lot of friends who make a coin from OnlyFans and... I respect them. I, an honest day's work to me is an honest day's work. And I just feel like they will, one thing that they did do is you can still have nudity. So for okay. the girls who, or the guys or anybody else who did pictures, you're fine. It's, it's just, video. it's just actual video. Somebody I, build, build it on a platform. I think we should, I think you guys should leave OnlyFans the way you left Tumblr. Yeah. And I hope a person of color or a former sex worker and or a former sex worker actually takes up that challenge and is inspired to do something even bigger. Yep. All right. The next hot topic, which is actually going to be our segue into the main topic is Amber Rose. What she do now? So Amber Rose came out and said that she realized that the father of her child is a narcissist. I did. She wrote, she posted this on social media. And the that, iOS press release is Kid Theory with that. Right. It, uh -huh. it, it was a, a bullet point. It was a lie. It was a lie. And at least- I didn't even know she was with the man. <laughs> me either. There was at least 12 hosts. Right. I think he went somewhere and laughed and said, oh, okay, let's yeah, go 12. Yeah. Um, the question is, Amber is someone who is seen as this larger than life sex symbol, mm -hmm. but has a history of actually surprisingly to people proving to be a very loyal and nurturing partner. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I, I reject the premise that she's a larger than life sex people, symbol. People, people, people used to always see her that way until they would see her in relationships and they realized, oh, she was the nice one in her relationship with Kanye. She was the nice one in her relationship with Wiz. She's always showing grace in a way that people don't expect from her up front, right? But now she has a history of showing grace to these men, and she keeps getting in these relationships. And so my question to you is, why do you think some men or some people in general will deify you when they want you? Mm -hmm. And then once they get you and you're accessible to them, throw you and discard you for being the very thing they said they wanted. 
I can answer this question and save me a lot of therapy with my ex. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like we might both be Amber Rose. Listen, I, and so here's the thing. To the extent that, for me, Amber Rose is consistent. Yep. She is also unapologetic. Mm-hmm. And those two things, as it relates to her experiences, her body type, and physical presentation... I think have contributed to the ways in which people imagine her to be. The false assumptions is something that, else we have in common with her. That, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one part of it. The, the the in relationship with other people, I think what we might get each other is you you knew all of these things about me before we had a conversation about a possibility of us engaging in some kind of a partnership. Amen. And if the very things that at some point endeared me to you are the things that you find vexing, the only solution is then you need to go elsewhere. My thing is, why does everybody like somebody who keeps it real until it's their turn? Because I think that it's sexy. It's alluring. to The, the idea of it is alluring and right. intoxicating. Until the the reality of what your bandwidth is. Not everybody has the bandwidth of what they're asking for. Yeah, And that's one of the things about the law of attraction that I think people didn't double click on, you you don't get what you ask for, you get what you believe you deserve. Well, and some of this is that people aren't even reading books, right? Like, shit, <laughs> I, I literally said, uh, I, said before, like books. I said before the Pantene Pro V that I was not dating men who didn't know who James Baldwin was. Oh, that's, yeah. I have a, you saw my house. I have a James Baldwin actual altar in my house. Yeah. So I need you to Google him. Yeah, I mean, yes. However, comma, I, I have spent decades entertaining folks who, don't read. Who they're not double clicking at all. What they're yeah. doing is now they re, they have read the meme and can and can reference it in, in a quote, but but have not ever taken the time to digest it in any meaningful way. Some of the the most brilliant people I know say they're not that bright. They're like, I'm not the brightest, but and then they'll say some like real god like. You know, I work really hard, and I'm just like, wait a minute, like that was very insightful. And so I realized that sometimes people the, the word smart, yeah. Um, they encapsulate that as one thing. Yeah. And you're, you know, I, I'm a fan of emotional intelligence in addition to intellectual, like, people. And social intelligence has also become important the older I get. Yeah. If you have no kind of social grace at all, we're going to have a problem. But here's the thing about being someone who, again, like Amber Rose, whether you rebuke it or not, I promise you there's somebody who thinks you're cute who thinks you're larger than life. Me? Yes. I'm confident in that. Yes. And yeah. I'm very clear because I've gotten four page letters. Yeah. So I don't even have to. And here's the thing. I now will no longer apologize for it. And I now no longer provide language to suggest that it's a problem that I am exceptionally comfortable in every part of my skin. And the space that you take up rightfully. And without fucking apology. Yeah. So this is why I wanted you for this episode in particular. The episode is about desirability politics. Okay. Um, and I should ask more questions. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I feel like, okay. come here, David, come right, yeah, let's we'll that. Talk. Listen, that was it. Yeah. So this is about desirability politics, but it's the episode is called "Am I Too Deep to Date?" <laughs> because I've had four different men in three different regions. Oh, and one lesbian, one froggy lesbian. You know who you are. All tell me, what is a froggy lesbian? Child, that's a, it's a lesbian trying after her daddy. Who disappointed her, but she thinks it's going to be the right prototype to love me properly. But whatever. We show um, up as our parents. Mm-hmm, we do. Um, they said, Blue, you know, you seem like we'd be compatible, but I'm not sure I could keep up. Do you think you're too deep to date? And the first mm-hmm. time someone said, do you think you're too deep 
to date? I said, that's a ridiculous question. I'll never hear this again. So when I heard it three more times <laughs> in oh, different wow. parts of the country, okay. I said, oh, so this is a thing. Number one, I'm not self-impressed enough to think I'm that deep. Well, here's my thing. <laughs> I don't why, think I'm that but, deep. <laughs> but why did, you, why did you even get that far? My visceral response is, are you not deep enough to date? No, they're saying I'm too deep to date a regular person. I get that, however, comma, <laughs> that, that once thought, like, I don't, I don't, again, people jump over things that to me just don't make sense. They skip so, the whole step. Right, to get to the point where you yourself think it righteous and appropriate to ask another person. It was a real question, too. Do you believe that you are flawed in this way such that you are not equipped to engage in this thing that I would like to engage in with you? Too deep to date. You jumped over. Am I ill-equipped to engage with this person? Yes, but in the, whatever way. When I pushed back, I said, "I think you're 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 giving me too much credit, right? Because I'm showing up as my authentic self, and I think at your best, you you match me." <laughs> what they did you really believe that? In retrospect, no, I was trying to get laid, but <laughs> which is important. <laughs> which is important. My root chakra, okay, uh-huh. needs to be yes. you know yeah, 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 maintained. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder though, because their premise was, "No, Blue, you're weird." Like people, most people. That's this also the pushback I got. Most people don't think like you. So since you are an other, mm-hmm. should you not factor that in with your expectations? What does that even mean? And I was just like, just say that we're not gonna be f- fucking. Like, cause this is just a lot now. Cause now you you want me to. That's also a lot for fucking generally. Like, <laughs> I gotta do all that just right. because your 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 masculinity has been whatever. And my thing is too. My answer has always been, I don't need someone who is going as fast as me. I need someone who's going at the same place I'm going. If you're taking the scenic route. And you have your own dips and valleys, but we're going to the same place. We have the same value system. We have the same endpoint. I don't mind if you, because sometimes you might be ahead of me. You know what I mean? Like I might, God forbid, get sick or have a rough pregnancy, and suddenly you pass me on that road. But if we're going to the same place, I don't care who's in front of who. Yes, and um, I want to trouble um, even this framing, right? Mm-hmm. Like in part because for me it suggests that we are responding from a place of lack or. Um, from a place of black, and there's a lot of resources in all of this. So we don't have to travel in a parallel, uh, unidimensional way, or know where it is that we want to, where we want to grow, right? Like it, at least in the space that I'm in now, I want it to be enough that I see you, I Love you. But I the, commit every day to wanting the, to be with you. But the character has and to be aligned, out the though. Journey. Like, yeah, th- that part, but not the like. I don't trust your character, but not the, all the other stuff. Yeah, you know the funny thing is, right? Whenever I talk about that road, I think for a lot of people, that road is almost like that that New Year's Eve meme of the lady stepping on the the, yeah, the, the crates, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know she has you know like you know six figure whatever uh-huh. and X Y and Z. My which listen, has inspired your cousins to now be on this crate challenge. That please I wish don't I break your stop. neck on a yeah, crate. That shit that. makes me so scared. But for me, my list is always internally focused. Maybe it's the Buddhist in me. It's always like character things. Like if your character is something that I can trust, I can go anywhere with you. If I don't trust your character, we're not leaving the car. Which is why then to go back to the question, this idea of are you to fill in the blank anything is just problematic and and like, so weird. There are weird people in the world. Right, so I get called weird a lot, David. Yeah, and and weird is and and weird <laughs> weird is what made Alec Weck an international superstar True. in a space with pale, unattractive white women dominating runways. Right, they, like they were weird is what made yeah. 
Issa Rae and 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 allowed her to create a space for awkward black girls, right? Sure. Like weird is what allowed Steve Jobs and now Jeff Bezos. Like weird is what allows people to thrive, and so I, that that can't be the reason why one is unlovable. And I love that you said unlovable because it all comes down to you're telling me that something about me is compromising your ability to love me. Yeah, and that's about you, nigga. Thank you. And they all are no longer with us. I mean, they're not dead. I, I said, I, I've been told. <laughs> I, say. I tend to speak of exes. Yes, 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 you like did. The I was like, oh, wow, they all died too. Let's talk about that, friend. I went to a party and I, after a breakup, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm having a rough day. I lost someone today. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, no, he's not dead. We're just not and dead. That's the way that it sounds. I think my brain goes straight to you dead to me. And you have special <laughs> power, so I want you to be really, really thoughtful about I the know. words that you speak. Yeah, you're right. When witches cast. But can I, I say, this is also interesting. I um I I dated a, a man in uh maybe let's just say four years ago and we had some phenomenal dates. Like I actually remember some of a the phenomenal dates. date. I yeah. don't even think I've ever had that we before. We had like phenomenal dates. Like I remember one in particular, he invited me to a bar in DC that I'd never been to. I'd heard about it. And it was like in this alley, so you had to like find it. It felt like this secret mm-hmm. mission. I love it. It's a little um, sexy already. And we were in this this bar and it, it was filled with a bunch of folks, but it felt like it was just two of us in there. <gasps> I had that and, date, so I have had a phenomenal date. Yeah, it was the really, one. really nice. Like, sneaking kisses. It was super oh, exciting. Sexy. Like It was yeah. really, really nice. So we had really, I thought, phenomenal dates. And then he hit me one day with this. He called me and essentially said, like, I don't think this going to work because... <sighs> Your masculinity is too much for me. And what's interesting is that um, you're I, too you're you're too masked to date, too masculine to date. And what's interesting, this is before you know the nail polish and some other. As things, I'm looking but... at your nail polish, I'm like, really. <laughs> and so what's interesting is that like I've, I I think that I've always appreciated balance, right? Yeah. I think that that we are our best. We do well. I do well when I am balanced. Cute India, we get back to the middle, and so in a world where often queer folks, gay, same-gender loving men will ask, like, or expect, or de- de- declare that they want somebody that's masculine. I don't know that I ever expected somebody to say that that was the thing that made me unlovable. And, and that's usually deified. That, that's usually, like, considered a good thing. Well, and what particularly was interesting is that, like, he, so we're clear, he's a black man. I've only dated black men. I only want to date black men. I'm still working through that. That's revolutionary. Listen. Literally, mm-hmm. um, Charlotte to Marlon Briggs. Um, but the thing that he actually ended up offering as examples to me weren't signs of masculine. Maybe they were. There were things that I learned in particular from from black women, but they were things that I would ascribe to my masculine identity. Was you being confident? No, it was shit like I walk on the side of the street where the traffic is. He might be simple. <laughs> <laughs> were you dating somebody? You were no. That was a little a, slow but no, cute. No, this is no. The, the was exact the bar opposite. the height of his? No, the exact opposite. He was in uh, in higher education. But was his emotional intelligence high though? He could have. Crappy. I think no at the time because we couldn't even have the conversation. See, emotional intelligence is so. But it hit me up important. recently. Oh, he uh, did. Did he hit me up or did we both swipe? No, actually, that's not true. We both would swiped still, right on the app. Would you still smash if you saw So her? here's the thing. We both swiped right on an app. And so it was one so of the these things where- the attraction is still there. It was attraction. It was curiosity. A part of me also wants to have this conversation. <gasps> oh, with him to hit- Oh, that's confrontational. Yeah, like, 
I'm that nigga. I'm so from it's been four years. So you've had time to prepare. I'm from England, California. <laughs> or like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we could not. There's no way for us to to share space in a meaningful way and us not to have the conversation. We are the same person. I'm also real curious because there's some conversations that to me are the price of admission. <laughs> yeah. And until this conversation is had, you're not coming in, bruh. That's it. Like, and the thing is, people be like, "Why am I in the hallway? Or where to go dance around pay, it? Do you yeah, want to pay no. the price of admission? I just, but I'm also like, we're energy people. I'm not gonna dance around and be awkward or like have to think through. Oh, you are a Pisces. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you you are literally energy people. Mm-hmm. By yourself, you're energy people. Yeah. You're too, okay. Yeah. Um, the thing about Pisces is you guys get a bad rap from some of the air signs. Y'all be yes, fighting. Yes, it's not us. Y'all fight it's a lot. Us. Here's the thing. I'm in the middle thinking it's both, it's all of y'all. <laughs> I also am from Inglewood, California. Oh, say less. Say right? less. I've been, in, I've been in LA long enough to know what that means now. I'm from Inglewood. I took a bus to school to Brentwood, Parver, and Palisades. Mm-hmm. You're, I, you're beyond I'm the social always, media stuff. You bought that life. You, you gotta be. So we're gonna go into rapid fire questions. Okay, now that you know go. the episode is, are you too deep to date? Uh, the answer is, step your shit up, ho. I'm too deep to date basic <laughs> bitches. That's it. That's the, yes. If complete the sentence. Yes. I am, I too am too deep to date yeah. basic bitches of all gender identity. Yeah, if that's what it is, then y'all be bad by myself. Okay, so here's the next question. When is a preference problematic? Because recently- and I a, hate preference. Preference is usually a way of hiding one's it is. bias or but Everybody says, but well, that's my preference. Uh, with regard to ice cream flavors Oop. or uh, uh, the kind of milk that you want in your coffee or the, uh, the bag that you like to wear. Right. When it comes to uh, people right. who exist in beautifully diverse ways, who should not be categorized in ways that are lazy, mm-hmm. previous reference, the conversation you've had in this space, um, that that idea of preference, which is all things being equal, I, I like this more than the other, is is not meaningfully applied, I believe, when talking about one's attempt to explain a bias, a stigma, a bias or a stigma as it applies to another and person. And can we at least admit it's a bias? You just say that. Because I've had, and this is how karma works, right? I'm not immune to karma. People like to think that I don't, I can't take an L, but last yeah, episode I took a lot of L's. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, can I just say too, like that, in a world where um, a lot of people still have public platforms and don't talk about private shit like that mm. was significant for you to hold space for that and to have that conversation yeah it, it was it was it was a lot mm-hmm. um I, I don't remember most of it until i watched it because of, <laughs> of this lovely smooth drink that single barrel whiskey might be my new jam y'all i, I need a black company that makes single barrel whiskey to hit us up as a sponsor um i've often talked about how in la i came here assuming that dating would be hard because Everybody here is so fat phobic, but what it actually mm-hmm. ended up happening is that me being confident was making fat phobic men still attracted to me, but confused by their attraction mm. and fat phobic women as well. And so instead of me completely being invisible, instead I'm watching people having like this tug of war with themselves yeah. of damn, I would date her if she just wasn't a big girl and engaging with me where they were pursuing me oh, while feeling a way about why they're attracted to me. Right. Yeah. So I've had some very unlikely people that I would have never thought hit on me. And we've both been surprised, like, this is supposed to happen up here. If you're past a size four, you're fat. I want to go deeper here. Not now, but later. Yeah. We'll come back so to my this. question yeah. is is that I was able to very clearly hold my space and still feel empowered. I knew that wasn't about me in those spaces and recognize their fat phobia. Mm-hmm. But then, because L.A. is a place full of different kinds of people, 
on two different occasions this year, I've been courted by bisexual men. Okay. And and clenched up a little bit. Yeah, but you also said that the last one wasn't bi, he was gay. True. But is it still <laughs> true? But he's not discovered that for himself. I might have pulled some cards that told me that, but he doesn't know that yet. Right. So I have to respect, you know, him and his the process. Free, his process. Uh-huh. But like, I'm now trying to check myself. Like, do I have biphobia? The irony of ironies that I can be pansexual and be this advocate, but still have some internalized bias against bisexual men who are trying to get to know me. Yeah, I'd love like, that. Like, that's you an interesting on, place to be in for me. It's a human place to be in. Yeah, humanized, right? Humanized. I love that you were able to name that all of us have some form of. Listen, we are all touched by white supremacy and capitalism and LGBTQIA plus bias and all of the things that grow as as a result of that and so i think naming it is incredibly powerful doing work to overcome it is even more meaningful i got pushed back but like so everybody says stop calling yourself biphobic and i was like wait shouldn't i be the one trying to protect my own ego and then i realized if i say biphobic it's not about you it's about then they have to face some shit too uh so everybody's mad at me for calling myself for saying that i have some biphobia around dating and i was like wait i shouldn't i be the one taking this l but what i realized was I had a conversation with myself and, you know, my ancestors. And I was like, if I meet somebody who's amazing and who I trust, their yeah. character, yeah. I don't think it actually would matter to me. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, you. I think it was mostly of, bro, you're, you're, this is the entree point for you to admit who you fully and are. Maybe, and, even if, and even if that's not true for him, what I uh, I believe is true is that that's not your dude. Like, that's yeah. not your... That's true. Right? QML. I mean, but it was two of them. And the, and the thing is, David, they all... I'm saying they all like his butt. Both of them. Are they cute? You gonna slide? He's like, look, Bob means both of us. Listen, they're they're very attractive. Then let's holler. Look, your boy's saying. Yeah, and, and that's the thing too. A lot of gay men will also say, or gen- same gender loving men, like men. Period. Who do not only date women will be like, I don't want somebody who's bi, even if they identify themselves. As bi, yeah, which I think is very interesting and. and Deeply hypocritical. It's not. It's also like, oh boy, uh, the former rapper whose name I won't mention, who was on The Breakfast Club talking about Lil Nas X. Like, for me, it, it is a result of white supremacy, the cognitive dissonance that allows one to to be asked a question right. where they should process information and at least trouble the thought that was offered before. But, right. but then that doesn't happen is a result of white supremacy. It's also a manifestation of the fact that adults often don't have to be held accountable for the things that they say- Speak on it. Or purport to care about. And so I think the most important thing in this context is acknowledging that all of us have the ability to acknowledge and then do work around our phobia. And as soon as you started to tell the story, I thought about like men who are who love, who are interested in trans women, mm-hmm. trans black women in particular. Yes, but, speak but, on but, it. But because we live in a world where there's a lot of stigma that shrouds it and it's not celebrated, it's let alone tolerated. Always stigmatized or over over fetishized. Extremes, lack of balance. And, and I love that you also believe in balance because to me, balance is always the answer. So my question to you is: I've named my problematic thing that I'm working through. Have you ever had a, what you would consider a problematic preference that you had to unlearn actively? Ooh, a problematic preference. Yes. Uh, yes, but before I share that, the thing that came up for me in um, what what you offered and what we worked through is that the way I show up in relationships that is problematic and the thing that I get that, that is the version of weird mm-hmm. is that I'm always on. Oh. That people feel like they always get work, David. Okay. Right? Um, and in particular, because I listen intently and I ask questions. You can't just do that in regular life. God, and how I'm dare an educator you? and I'm hyper-reflective and reflective. 
Um, I'm like, what, folks feel like we might be the same interrogated. person. This is, I feel like you're attacking you, but you're attacking me. It's ricocheting see, right now. Okay. See? So folks feel like they're being interrogated, right? I've had, uh, you know, partners say like, you are unauthorizing practicing of the law. Like, I, I feel like, yeah. So, so that's the thing that I struggle with, mm-hmm. in part because that's just the way that my brain works. Thank you. How do I, like, if this is how I'm wired and it's working for me and it's part of why you thought that I was somebody that you want to lay with, why is it suddenly a problem? It's getting me all the good things. It's a, it's a, it gets me all, that. And there lies no the issue. I have no incentive to no, not no. do this anymore. <laughs> but I'm getting all of the good things in the world. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, with regard to some of the partners that I've attempted to walk through life with, when they aren't receiving those things, it becomes a... Uh, screwing of the night and when i am not able to demonstrate compassion around that and i think try and do one of two things which is name it and acknowledge it Mm -hmm. which is i know that when i do this it makes you feel this way that's not my intention Mm -hmm. and what i struggle with is that's fucking way that i process (laughs) you're safe but you're not because this is where we are, right? That's and where compatibility comes in. That's where compatibility that becomes or a where the impasse with my like ex was like. So then let's enroll somebody else in this process with us. If I'm if I'm doing my best and it ain't working, and if you're doing your best and it's not working, and we're both interested in figuring out a way to make this work, let's invite somebody else into this space. Not in the way which I was talking oh, about. Oh, I was thinking about sex. I was like, no, oh, so okay. Was like, Wait, be clear. <laughs> not in that way. You about to go to Europe and come I'm, back with a although, third? Listen, I am. Uh, listen, I'm on prep. I am. Listen, sexually liberated, so we could talk about it. He would not have been interested in that, however, but that's about, again, some of his other issues. I'm wondering, and this is so interesting, there's a thing that I've been saying to myself, because I've lost a lot of, and we talked about this previously, like, this is a purge year for a lot of us. Yeah. Those of us who are been preparing for this our whole lives, we've been prepared, whatever this reckoning is, I'm ready for it, I'm on the right ready. side of history, you know Stay what I mean? Ready. Karma is not a bitch to me. Me and Karma are homie. She checks up on me all the time. That's my best friend. She That's my bestie, bad. okay? Like, I'm Sweetie and Doja Cat. So That's me it. and Karma ain't got no beef. But, like, it feels like because of this reckoning, people are having to, like, purge a lot of friendships. And what's keeping me from feeling bad when I lose a friendship that I, I, I hold dear is that I don't want to be a part of any relationship where I have to set myself on fire to yeah, keep you warm. Yeah. And a lot of people, when I say, is she asking me to set myself on fire? If the answer is yes... If you go, I'm not at peace. Yeah. Because I know for me it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And so my question is like, what is that line between you're not technically wrong, but you could acquiesce a little bit to be more supple for your partner versus no, you're asking me to set myself on fire. Yeah, because uh, at some point we have to also recognize that social intelligence means just because you're right doesn't mean it's going to help you connect. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the feeling of not being able to reconcile uh, feeling at peace in, in in my soul. So if it still irks you in a way that it's just uneasy afterwards, it wasn't worth yeah, the, the compromise. Uh, less irks and uneasy because I'm an educator and I understand that the Latin root of the word education is educare. It means to draw out by design. Come most of what Latin. we go through, come through. Most of like I can decline some words. Most of what we go through, especially those of us who are prophets, to use my brother Robert um, Jones Jr., who wrote the book The Prophets Term. Or gatekeepers, right? I'm gonna to talk, I'm, about I need the to village. read that I'm book. It's such an amazing book. Oh, shout out to that and love and Samuel and Isaiah and Tony Morrison and James Baldwin. Oh, I love right? that and uh, George M. Johnson, uh, who we both yes, also love. Yeah, shout out to George. Shout out to George. You're on our that's list. Coming out, yes. This is community of gay folks. I call you guys Baldwin's babies. Like I have a list of people in my mind. I'm like, who are that's the Baldwin babies? Honor. Because to me, I feel like the legacy of James Baldwin is so. 
it's I, I can taste it in the air in some people. Like there's there's some people around me. I'm like, oh, he would have had a drink and a kiki with you. Like I feel oh, like he would be sitting here drinking brown liquor with us. I I I, I listen. Yes, I I I spend a lot of time with Uncle Jimmy. I definitely oh do. I spend a lot God. of time with him. I'm gonna cry. Don't do that to uh, me. Often uh, we commune. I just produced an award ceremony, the James Baldwin Legacy Awards for Ooh. NBJC honoring brothers in this space. Like we are in we are in community. And one of the things that he's taught me about all of this is that we have to do the work first to love ourselves mm -hmm. such that we can then be loved by other folks. Right. I love that you The said question that. that I didn't answer before that you asked is um How do you have the line between yes, technically you know, we're that was a more right. recent question. You asked me one previously and I was like, I'll answer that, but I'm gonna start your with your problem one. was it your problematic preference that you were working through? Yes. Ooh, I can't I wait to yes. answer that and then I wanna draw the line. Please. So the problematic preference that I uh, am still working through um is around uh femininity as it shows up in men. So I can now name that I am I knew it. A, a, a extremely entranced by men who balance and probably lean more toward celebrating and being in touch with their feminine energy than their masculine energy. Oh. I, I was very much a, a, a man who can vogue butch femme. Oh. Fucks me up. Oh, yes. Who... Walks in, and, and again, this is me dealing with that's my. That's a rock star, though. You just described a rock star, but okay. I, listen, but but again, this like is me. This, this is me dealing with my white supremacy and masculinity <laughs> and all of my bullshit too. But a man who can walk into a space and 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 be in touch with and demonstrate his masculine energy, and then flip it, and 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 turn and vogue and and duck walk and. Do things that I I'm don't describing think that's now. Problematic. It is for me in that the, it is for me in that I, did, I, I haven't get... always been here. The problematic oh, okay. part is that I haven't always. This is recent. Okay. Uh, this is this is a result of London Escada. London, if you out there, holla at your boy. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> this is a result of like HBO Max. This is a result of like recent experiences and work. Right. Just much like I have a friend. Oh, I can't even say this, but we're in this space. I have a friend named Will who helped me work through my own anxieties around partnership with men who, who are HIV positive. Oh, I love that. Right, I had this job where I'm talking about stigma in our community. I'm also honoring and acknowledging that I'm in a space in my life where my preference is not to use condoms. That's in part why I'm on prep. We, we have that in common, Continue. right? Mm -hmm. and is it an age thing? Um, for me, it's, it, 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 some of it is, a, some get. of it is also working through being prudish. I grew up in a household where I didn't think about or talk about sex in, at all. Right? right. Like my mom and I still don't talk about th that. And I think we're working through that as adults and she wants more access into my life. Whole nother podcast. <laughs> all, all of this to say that Will helped me to make, make peace with my, my own biases and phobias around things that I otherwise would have purported to have worked through before it was introduced in a meaningful and intimate way. Right, and that does make a difference. When it, it does it, When make it's in a your difference. face, it makes a it difference. It makes a difference. And so in the, in the way that I am uh, um, sometimes, um, often people criticize folks like Jay-Z for becoming a feminist when he had his daughter, right? And mistreating right. his wife before that moment. Or the, a lot of what I think shrouds the conversation around the baby and other folks is in this cancel culture. It's, it's really not... It, for me, the issue is not when people grow or demonstrate that they said or did something that was wrong in a moment when they were acting based on all the information they had access to at that time. Right. Versus how they want to show up now. Right. Like 
I think I'm finding more often that the issue is when people are righteous in their indignation and their ignorance and their hate. And they play victim while pretending to apologize but still blaming you. Uh, which is actually the definition of a non-apology, the last time. Yeah. Like, are you system. sorry right. or not? Because right. you just said, I'm sorry, fuck you. And that doesn't Just say sorry. I'm sorry. Or or say or or not and and keep I'd it moving. Cut the nuts you, and keep it moving. I'm really big on saying I can't apologize because I would do it again. Period. That's and my keep thing. It moving. If, if I plan on doing it again, and keep it moving. Then I can't say sorry because I plan on doing it again. And listen, keep it moving. So that was the last one. Now the first one. Now what was the last? I see this. What happens when I no? We're, 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 it's fine. It's the look. This brown liquor. The fact that I'm not speaking Spanish right now shows that I am pacing myself. I actually have a see, listen multilingual. Mm -hmm. I have a a couple of rapid fire questions I want to for you to answer. Okay. Um, I'm trying to be brief. No, Twitter but no, there's three version. of them though, back okay. to back. Okay. Because rapid fire means it has to be a lot, of right? Course. Bang, bang, bang. How long have you been single? Three years. Oh, that I had to think about mine. You're faster than me, actually. How do you stay supple while while single? What does supple mean in this? Context? Supple mean that you're not congealing in your ways because you have like you're not Dorothy Spornak from Golden Girls <laughs> stuck in your ways because Stan screwed you over for thirty uh, years. That's not my nature. I am again. Uh, I'm a Pisces through and through. Oh, yeah, I'm an educator. I'm highly reflective. I'm always thinking about things. I'm in constant conversation with the ancestors. I'm always wanting to be a better version of myself. That's One a great of my list. issues in a relationship is that I'm always thinking that I can fix things and make things better. So a, a, a part of the previous answer is that I draw the line when I, when I do everything that I believe possible. And I feel like that energy is not being reciprocated. When your best isn't enough, then then, then you need to go somewhere else. Yeah, but, uh, yes, and my issue is that my best is always what the fuck. Like my best is always <laughs> my best is always more than Where's enough. Where's your best? Huh? So so where so what is what the issue is? Yeah, but so. it's, no, if you if you're completely clear with somebody and operating at your optimum and it's still not clicking. Uh, yes, it however, it wasn't comma, meant to click. I, I always think that I'm clear. So part of what I've also had to work through mm. in therapy is I feel that I am hyper clear yeah i i am painstaking about my love of language and your intention because i appreciate clarity yeah that to some feels like daggers we are so so david and i are having dinner after this i now see why that is necessary we might be the same person in different outfits um the third rapid fire question is what is the best part about being single mine is just being able to be selfish i don't think about anybody else until Cause it's just me. What's the best part about being single? What is the best part? Ooh, that's an interesting. A lot of folks don't even that. like best yeah. part. This sucks. Like, no. I will, so I would not say that. I I live a wonderful <laughs> life. Let me be. Clear. Oh, I have Instagram. I know. I don't. <laughs> I've seen your feed, sir. You live a wonderful life. No, I have been life. incredibly blessed, and I don't. I, I don't want to go out tomorrow, but I could meet the Lord tomorrow, and it would be okay. Um. The best part. So what? So here's what I'm really struggling with. I'm mm -hmm, gonna go back to this. this it's your first time struggling, so I like it this is, question. It is, and I don't really right. Uh, mm -hmm. That my strong suit. So I I mentioned this earlier, but I read this amazing book called The Prophets by Robert Jones Jr. And the the book is about many things. It is. I, I I've said this before. If Toni Morrison and James Baldwin had a literary baby, it would be uh, the gift of this book. Okay, so I'm I'm buying that on Amazon. And, today. and at the core of the book, no black owned bookstore. It costs oh. more money, but I'll give you the difference. I love that. Send me a link. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's this my is thing. how capitalism works. At its Send finest. me a it's link like and I'll get it. You see that? Amazon, the the Amazon guys have my store. brain, y'all. I'm a no, work in progress. No, Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> right? So at the core of the book is the story of love between Isaiah and Samuel, who are two enslaved men who live <sighs> on a plantation. 
and their love is pure light. Like it is literal light. They oh. they work in the barn. They deal with cattle. They they do things that require humanity in a different way than other chattel perform wrote tasks. And all of this is fine until it's not, until religion and other things are introduced in the way that white supremacy corrupts all things. And I'm struggling with the answer to your question because Robert has me ruminating on how important it is to appreciate that in partnership, one can soar. He writes about literally uh, Isaiah existing to be Samuel's peace. Isaiah is Ugh. Isaiah is the balance. Isaiah is soft. Isaiah is is able to to be hard when he needs to be and to make tough decisions when when they're when they're, they're demanded partners. of him. Aww. And 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 Samuel is the act. Samuel is not able to always do that. But Isaiah exists to be his peace, to be the soft spaces for him. And and so I am I'm a bad bitch. Like I'm Ooh. a dope dude. Like. I love when my guests talk this shit. My my name (laughs) means beloved. Like I, I am, I am the recipient of many sacrifices that people have made so that I could thrive. Right. I celebrate all of that, and and in this moment right now, like sitting here having this conversation with you, I want all of that to be amplified by true, meaningful partnership. I'm not talking about some. Fairy tale, Disney, fantastic. You're not talking about companionship of, either, because partnership and companionship no, I'm are not the same thing. A dog par- can be your companion. I am talking, I, and I have a wonderful dog named Baldwin. Oh, so you do have a companion? Okay. I'm talking about partnership. Yeah. And so I'm literally struggling with like the best part of it. In my singleness, I have been able to sit with myself to be naked and vulnerable, looking at a mirror, asking questions about how I came to be and right. how I want to be and in relationship to myself and and in relationship with other romantic and and otherwise um your so answer, really might, your answer not, might be because it, it allows with, you to be selfish like I honestly think for me as someone who I'm struggling with that only because I feel like that suggests that selfish isn't something that we should do and we, I I'm always be selfish well, here's I'm, the thing that self-interested it, it's a it's a different kind of selfish when it's just you though because there's some conversations that you are free from when you're alone that if you are a giver, you you find it physically impossible not to have when you have a partner, right? Like I can be selfish in a partnership, but still find myself wanting to be thoughtful and respectful of my partner, right? That beat that I take to take them into consideration, the ability to skip that beat to me is the only perk of being single because I actually prefer being in a relationship. There's an old saying that says you can go faster alone, but you go further together. together yep. So like the ability to go Shout faster. To yeah. The ability to go faster to me is the only perk I can think of. Okay. Because I'd rather that. go further. Let's go with that. I, I want that to be my answer. <laughs> really? I was like, yeah, let's just share the answer. So the next question is, oh God, I feel like you already told about it. I, for me, the next question was going to be, what's the best part about being in a relationship? Oh, but yeah. I think you pretty beautifully answered that. You know what I like? About to me. grow in love. That's I, what the ancestors talk about. I love who I am in a relationship. And I've actually realized there were times that I stayed in relationships, not because of the other person, but because of who I got to be. Yeah, see, I can't say that. Oop. <laughs> I, 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 uh, here's the hard part. I um, love how I show up in relationships. Like, I would date me in a second. It's great. I, I would date me depending on the day you ask. Oh, you are um, a Pisces. Okay, right? this, this is where the Pisces yeah, shit comes in. The day you Y'all ask. were like, really? You sure he's a Pisces? I'm a lot. I'm a, the I'm Pisces a just showed up, guys. It's a lot, but it's worth it. It's worth the price <laughs> the of admission. Pisces just showed it's, up. it's worth the price of admission. So here's the hard part is that, like, I think about it. We've talked about this before. Like, today, literally, I lost my guy brother. 
Oh, and oh, this is a day that um, he's now the fourth man on this side of my family to have died on this day. My 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 godfather, his dad, died on this day. Are you serious? And two of my yeah, my mother's father and another one of their brothers all died on this day. Oh my god, David. And. and and you're here with us. That's crazy to me. Yes. And so I, I say that because uh, one, it's what's happening. It's what I'm working through and manifested in this moment. Right. And because I know with every fiber of my being how fucked up the existence of most of us is generally and how mm-hmm. especially challenging things are during this pandemic. Yeah. It's humbled everybody to some degree. And during it, I have been like... I, I love myself. I've been able to pour into myself and do things for myself during this time frame mm-hmm. that has me feeling like this is the life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been single in this period. I've, I've, you know, been forced to sit with myself in ways that I am otherwise inclined to do, but like have been forced to, to do. Yeah, like sit there in the um, corner and And I it. enjoy this version of myself. That was a really long way of saying that. Do you think you get to, and this is a, a controversial thing to say, but do you, were you ever the person who lost themselves in a relationship? Do I lose my, no, I don't lose myself in a relationship. I, I, I refuse I, to lose myself. Whenever I go through a breakup, I'm always sad to lose them, but I'm happy because I missed me. Oh, yeah, no. So I've learned to not lose myself in relationships anymore. I wonder. We should talk about that. I wonder how much of the, the difference in our responses is about gender. Well, I was about to say, I think, it, I think it's entirely gender-based yeah. because I've watched the men in my family have the same stuff that I go through, but they manifested it differently. Different. Yeah, so I yeah. think it's... And I'm, I'm, I'm my mother's child, yeah. right? And I think yeah. if I was my father's child... I'd be showing up a lot more selfishly. So in, in relationships, the thing that I do that I have been working through, attempting to work through uh, in therapy is... Shout out to therapy. Is uh, I show up as a savior. Same. It's the, it's the teacher part of me, mm-hmm. which is like, let me identify the problem and then apply all of the tools that I know that exist or the, the things to the problem and solve it. Have you ever dated somebody when you and you told yourself if nothing changed about them, I'd still be here? Or do you date people knowing knowing that your impact would improve them, and so you're you're okay eating crow because you know you stay around me long enough? It's probably C, someplace in the middle. Mm-hmm. I definitely have I, I I have a savior complex. I think mm-hmm. I can fix things. I like to fix things. I feel valued when I'm able to fix. So things. are you able to be loved without fixing anything? What if you met somebody who didn't want? So any that's of your my help? issue with my parents. Yeah. That's the that's the like this is that. Hey, Yala, thanks for entering the room. <laughs> Sorry. Sis, have a seat. Uh-huh, this is the fix my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's- We've turned that's that corner. The, yeah, the, the the my issue as a eldest child, eldest boy, the- Oh, yeah. And the way that same gender loving gay black boys are, right? There's another book Randall uh, Keenan wrote called The Visitation of Spirits, right? Like, that's my thing. The, the image I have when I think about this in therapy is being in a room, like in our household, where my job was to keep the wallpaper on the wall when it was always coming down. Yeah. But it was always, but whatever I had to do, it was going to be up. And, but it gave you purpose too. It's like, it can be an albatross, but it's also like your gift, right? So, right. You, so it's almost like, how is this thing that is my superpower also the thing that is holding me back? Which is why I don't want companionship and I want partnership. That's true. Although one thing I will say is, and Lamar can attest to this, when we did our emotional intelligence workshops, we had a lot of people who had been married for lots of years. Mm -hmm. And on the first day I said, 
How lovable would you feel if you could not offer anything to your partner but just your mere presence? Oh, listen, we good. And this some- energy is good. <laughs> and several of them burst into tears. Yeah. Because their entire identity and their relationship was to, acts of service. Was acts or, of service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so without that, they couldn't conceptualize what their value would be yeah. without having to bring something to the table or maybe even be the table br- half the time. Bring the, I bring all of it. I we am bring the, the table. Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so can you uh, imagine showing up with just a chair? And like saying, all right, I'm just my mere existence. But then I think about I Kanye. Can. I do. No, I can't. Here's where I am now, actually. That's what therapy is, got me. This is where my thing now. Like, actually, I'm going to show up with this scarf and we're going to go sit on the beach. I love me a good picture. You're so romantic even when you're trying to keep that's it. That's it. That's it. See, okay, so we're about to be friends because, <laughs> yeah, we have the same part. All right, so we already talked about the best and worst parts of being signal. What is... The worst. So you speak Spanish. You said signal. I said signal. <laughs> By the way, if you ever want to sound like you're speaking Spanish, just spell the word socks. Spell the word socks. S O C K S. S O C K S. Oh Lord. It sounds like fake Spanish. Lord Jesus. Just spell socks if you ever want to sound Spanish. Lord. So let's be honest though. Now that we've day we've talked about how amazing partnership is. Yes. What is can be? What is the worst part or most challenging part about partnership that you can perceive? I've never had a true partner, so I'm gonna have to perceive that's it. My, that is an, that's my visceral response. What is the most challenging part? I don't know. I think when I think about couples that have meaningful partnerships, they don't talk about challenges in that regard, right? Like mm-hmm. they talk about relationships as a daily commitment to work things through with someone that you cannot imagine not spending that day with. But then, isn't there those couples who are like, I I love him all the time, but I don't like him all the time? Yeah, but I think that that's also about like, like I don't buying... like you today. Yeah, and I, I love you. I'm committed, but I don't like you. And today. I and I love you enough to work through these feelings, which are human. And, yeah. But, but I also think that that comes with the eschewing of the fairy tale industrial complex and this idea that like there's some bottomless well of perfect days where we're not going to argue and otherwise fight. Like. All that to me just is bullshit. It really doesn't exist. And so true partnership to me looks like acknowledging that there are going to be challenges, but those complications are things that otherwise break us. I love, and this is maybe a little masochistic or part of just a side effect of the work that I've done. I love going through a challenge with a partner and like killing it like oh we we beast because yeah, you grow you learn about each other i love the well, opportunity to work through problems with my partner right because to me it's me and me and you versus the problem that's life so when i meet somebody who runs from problems i'm like yeah you're running from the best part like not the most fun part but i love it's almost like you're getting a girl scout badge like oh we tra- traversed this pitfall yes except i got an ex who approached relationships believing that the only way we grow in love mm-hmm. is by fighting. Oh, and, so right? he had a so drama addiction. That's a drama addiction. A drama, trauma. I actually, I had a cancer one time yeah. get drunk. We were dating and she and I were talking and she was like, you know my problem with you is you fix things too much. I was like, oh, I can fix things. Say up. less. And I was like, I can fix it. No, but I thought I was stigmatized. I was like, I can I can save things less. And she was like, no, I like to argue. You don't argue enough. And I was like, wait, or? And that's when I was or like, two wait. Two different things. I was like, no, that's, diff- that's very different. Do what you say, say what you mean, right? Words the matter. first version, the first draft. Words matter, right. She was like, no, I, I feel like, I feel powerful when I argue and we don't argue enough. Huh. And Bitch, then sign up for uh, Toastmasters. You know what, though? I really respect her because I think we meet a lot of people 
who don't like fixers or people who are clear and steeped in their truth because it's hard to have messy with us. And there are people who find power in mess. Oh, no, no, that, that's And we take true. away their identity. I'm not the, I don't, I don't do well with the, and I, some of that shows up at least uh, in cliched ways that, that uh, sitcoms uh, portray relationships, but I'm not the let's sit on the couch and you vent to me about the same problem every night and I rub your knee. Mm -hmm. I'm the, what's the problem? Let's identify a solution and then fix it. Especially if I care about you are for you, or I love you, and it's something that vexes you. The last yeah. thing I want to do is sit in a space where it feels like you're wallowing around something that otherwise should be solvable. You know, I've, I, that's I, a challenge. I, I'm it say, has been a challenge. Everything you said is is the Olympics of emotions for me. Um, I will say this: one of the things that I've promised myself that I'm going to do in my my next and last relationship. The la next you're claiming that the next one is going the to next be the one's last, the last one. one. Okay, I'm here for that. So if it takes me longer to commit, that's fine because the okay. next one's the last one. Okay is that I'm going to ask for consent and say, do you want comfort or solutions? And have them I, I learned to ask that before those discussions. Yeah, before they Do you want my in. feedback or do you need me to do you need me to listen? Because comfort blue and solutions blue the are two different bitches. The challenge that I found, and again, we were not supposed to be together. He was not, you know, my LaRue LaRue to Amel LaRue. If y'all love Amel LaRue, you understand oh, the I reference. Do. Listen. Darling, I want Can we so make me whole? That's my. I wept to make. Is that a gay thing that you just sit around weeping to make? Why me gotta whole? be gay? No, it, it feels very homoerotic to me when I do it. It might be, however, <laughs> comma. I was I was dating women and and, and fell asleep to that song every night. Me, my freshman year I was also year dating women. Amel, this is not sis. This is not the way I thought I this was going to go. It's, she's, uh, she just she she yeah that song well, is so very homoerotic to me. It, I love so it. It, it's not that right, but. Well, I don't even know what <laughs> I'm like. I now we got, we got like, yeah, Abel does it for me. I saw her. Consent. She said happy birthday to me on my 21st birthday oh, at the jealous. Blue Note. Yeah, and LaRue LaRue was there. And I told him, listen, I, I respect and value y'all's commitment. I love y'all's family. But if you fuck up, I'm here. I, I just, am waiting. Her energy just feels like summer rain. I am here for it. The question was about her and Alice Smith. Yep. about consent versus. I mean, not consent. See, I, I always fall. That's my no, no, summary. No. Oh yeah, asking. So I was thinking asking about the asking, asking in advance. The for, challenge is that. that that uh uh at least with the ex that I'm not with, he was not my. That's exactly right. Thank you, friend. You took Look us right that. back. Right the back on the highway. Makes right it back difficult. on the highway. Right back on the highway. This, you know what this is like? This is like that hot wing show where you're you have to force the to sauce. drink a cup of of hot. Brown I liquor. would never go on that show. But but I feel like you kind of were because this. Oh, see. But I drink. Hard. This is what I drink. I'm a but McAllen dude. It's hard for me to focus and, and not giggle. Oh, no, and, no, no. And I'm, forget a, I'm a McAllen dude. Mascal or Mascal or McAllen is my. Oh, nice. We'll yeah, talk about that at dinner. McAllen. All right. So, how, so, what, so, what do you so do? So, the with challenge the is with this is that um, when they say they want one thing but actually want the other or they don't know. Speak on it. That then for me becomes the challenge. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask some questions that might sound like it's dragging us, but it's not. Nope, go for it. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do optics matter? And for context, the reason why I- In a relationship? In a relationship. Ten. Because, oh shit, well, I don't have to give context because you said 10. You're like, look, be pretty. Um, not, uh, uh, <laughs> you and I are pretty. I, I'm definitely pretty. We live in a superficial society. I, I offer up my private life for public consumption. This motherfucker said 10. It matters. <laughs> it matters. I love you yeah, so much. The reason why I'm saying that is I'll go on these things about problematic preferences and fat phobia nah, uh -uh. and X, Y, and Z. But then my friends would be like, Blue, you show up to the party with five attractive men. And I was like, well, I don't. 
I like pretty people. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh snap. Yeah, say it. Say oh. what you like. Name name a thing a thing. Yeah. My friend was like, Blue, maybe if you date less attractive people, huh? you'd have less problems. Why? And I said, You call me ugly? Also, that <laughs> math ain't mathing. I got upset. Also, that math ain't mathing a whole lot of folks where that 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 thesis is not uh, born out to I be rebuked true. it. I don't think he's ever gonna say that to another woman ever again. He, Thankfully. He was trying to say, no, you know, pretty men have Mm-mm. extra problems. I said, but they're my problem. People shouldn't say a lot of things. Yeah, well, that's true. Mm-hmm. And you know, ourselves included. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how important is money? Mm-hmm. Well, half my visceral response is eight. No, my visceral response is eight. The asterisk is the context matters, right? Okay. So it depends on your relationship with money. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much money you got. Uh, but I think an eight, like money, and I think money's one of the three things that makes or breaks relationships. So eight, eight and a half. I've always thought that honesty about money. Yeah, that's why I'm like yeah. the context. Like, tell me how much, tell me how much student debt you got, or you could have a trust fund and money is not an issue. Or could you date somebody who only who made fifty k a year? I I have never dated someone who who has ever made more money than me at any point in me my either. financial earning. I don't even know what history. that looks like. So I also am. I also a part of my. I want to say toxic masculinity, but that's redundant. But a part of my masculinity is grappling with what I've been told that a man should do in relationships, which is even more complicated with, in almost all respects. Yeah. Right? So- And by the way, 50K, I'm saying that because I live in LA and and he lives in in DC. Yeah, but what you doing for 50K? There's some people in some parts of Alabama who are like, oh, he rich. Like, Um, I don't want people to- (laughs) Not, not nowhere that I've ever lived. <laughs> yeah, in LA, 50 came as you got three roommates. Um, if that. I'm being kind yeah. to the people who are from rural areas. Because I've learned that there are some That's people fair. There's diversity who 50 K means a lot great. to them. So yeah. I want to conceptualize that to us, 50 K is not even a living wage. Living nowhere alone. Near it. Living nowhere alone. near it. Nowhere near it. Yeah. Nowhere near it. Your next relationship, and I'm going to do this first so that you can go, I want you to have the final word. In my next relationship, I want to feel safe affirmed and celebrated uh-huh and whatever gets me there uh-huh will be transformative for me uh-huh 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 and your next relationship what are the three i thought ways- you were saying those things for me i was receiving oh, it so much yourself he's like yes okay i want because I, I realized that when i feel safe i'm supple okay when i feel like celebrated and appreciated then suddenly I'm open to everything because I trust the source. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I don't feel safe or appreciated or celebrated, I I have to protect myself. Those things are required to be vulnerable, which is required to have a relationship. I can't so be vulnerable. I can't throw pearls before swine anymore. Right. So my thing is, what are the things that you think you need to feel? The three things you need to feel to be your best self and your next. And I'm going to come in for you as well. Your next and possibly last relationship. I don't know that I believe that. Uh, oh, you think and you I want to talk keep... more about that over dinner. Um, I would love to talk so about I that over dinner. So I don't. Um, I I I I um, I spent my first two years as an undergraduate student at Columbia, fearing partnership, like real relationships, because I loathe the idea of allowing someone to build a buttress around my life and then, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, take it away. Oh, so you saw it as like captivity or a setup. Uh, yeah, and just this fear around not knowing that I would be strong enough to withstand it, which I know that I am. Mm-hmm. I I also now have a greater appreciation for human dynamics, the way that 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 people change and evolve over time, 
And a brother of mine, Jeff Johnson, talks about relationship contracts where every so often you pick the year, the time frame that works for you, you should check in with your partner to ensure that that relationship is mutually beneficial, that it's working in the way that's optimal for you. I do that every December 30th. December 30th of every year, I do a, a inventory. So there's I a part that. of me that is, I think, struggling with two things, which is I don't know that I... I feel like I get to be liberated by the beauty of not being bound by white supremacist, hetero expectations of relationships. Mm -hmm. And in practical layman's terms, this means struggling with or through whether or not I want a poly relationship or an open relationship mm -hmm. or anything that a non-monogamous relationship. Have you tried those out? Uh, no, not in the way in which I felt capable of doing so now, given my experience, given my language, given my ability to be vulnerable. So we're in the opposite spectrum of that, where because I've always been so weird, I thought, you know, I'm a Haitian Cuban witch, I'm pansexual, I'm not, I'm not, clearly me and normal aren't friends. So I assumed living in DC for 12 years that because all my friends were poly, that I was probably poly as well. Mm. Tried it for several years mm -hmm. and then found out that I'm a basic monogamous bitch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and was stunned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, wait, what? This is way too cookie cutter. So now whenever I'm around people who say monogamy is not natural, I say, instead, can we just say that there's more than one natural way for different people to do things? Because I was someone who used to say monogamy is not natural and then realized that it actually is the way that I flourish the best. Because I had always thought that because of what it's steeped in, yeah. that it, it just so happens that for me, unfortunately, I'm the basic bitch who actually flourishes in monogamy and so for and so for me i'm realizing there's some people who are built for polyamory there's some people who are built for open relationships there's some people who are built for for monogamy there's not any one natural way to be right because if you sincerely try something that doesn't work for you you right. shouldn't let i was letting ironically i wasn't letting society i was letting the queer community that i was part of mm -hmm. making me feel like i couldn't be monogamic because it was too simple yeah. and then so it was awkward for me having to walk it back like oh snap i actually one partner is actually my, my my optimal number. And so for me, I think for you, I can't wait for you to explore to see where you plot on that. No, listen, I'm excited. And again, I feel set up for exciting. success. And I also dot, 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 add three ellipses to where you were, which is... I love that. All of that, all of that <laughs> is also conditional. It's bound by time and space. And yeah. so I love, I love and celebrate the beauty of just like our, our boy Robin, who is who accepted an invitation to go on a date to go back to where you were talking about Batman and Robin the sidekick yes. now being bisexual like Robin Robin is, is welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Yes.